the woman says, oh, why do I have to be the one that initiates all the time? And my answer is twofold. Number one, it really is empowering because you know then that you really have the power to switch things around. And number two, what is the difference whether you initiate if in the end you're getting the results that you want? This week, how to squeeze more affection out of your spouse. They may not have always been affectionate, but maybe you want some more affection now. Dr. Karen Sherman offers many tips on how to get the ball rolling. Stay tuned. Are you running out of date ideas? Let us help. The Hitched Wine Club is the only wine club created for couples and includes exclusive date ideas that will help you and your spouse stay connected. Membership starts at less than $30 a month and provides exceptional, award-winning wines from around the world. These aren't the wines that you'll find at your local retailer. It's like getting date nights delivered to your doorstep every month. And these are just some of the membership benefits. Find out more by visiting hitchedmag.com and clicking the Wine Club link. Oh, if you're attending a wedding or anniversary, gift options are also available. Cheers! Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. It's so good to be with you, like always. Yeah, I love having you on. Um, and we, like, you know, last time we were together, uh, I actually took a um, a very common search term that was ranking like in our top 10. Uh, and we kind of turned that into a discussion for the podcast. And uh, we're going to do the same thing again this week. Um, so this term or a variation of this term has uh, is is pretty popular on the website. Um, and I realized that, you know, Hitched in a way has become uh, kind of the web MD for marriage. People have problems. They come to our website. They do a search. Uh, they find answers. Um, and so it's it's understandable that we would have so many of these, I don't want to call them downers, but, um, you know, not everybody's looking for date ideas. Some people have other more serious issues. Um, and so this search term um, it, or some variation of it is – uh, my fa- my spouse is unaffectionate, or I have an unaffectionate spouse, or dealing with an unaffectionate spouse, um, and that you know that's that's a little disheartening when you when you can when you see so many people feeling this way. Um, so I th- I think first before we get into this discussion though, uh, it it's important to clarify that being unaffectionate is not the same as not being loving, um, but would you is does it concern you if somebody feels this way that it's a a sign of things to come i don't know if it's a sign of things to come i think the um that question can best be answered by whether this lack of affection is a change so in other words if the person has been affectionate and now they're not that raises my eyebrows But if they've always been the kind of person who has trouble showing affection um, and this is not any different behavior, then it's not a sign of anything to come. It's just who they are. 
yeah. which is fortunate, but you know, it, it's just who they are. Uh, you know, not, um, not to invalidate someone's feelings if, uh, and this is what I think makes marriage uh, unique when we talk relationships is it's a, it's a long-term uh, uh, arrangement, um, which means, you know, this person may not have been affectionate uh, 20 years ago and that may not have bothered you. Uh, but now 20 years have passed, the kids are out um, and you would like a little bit more affection I mean, does that, um, is that an argument to be had? I don't know if I'd call it an argument. I think it's certainly something that's worthy of bringing up, um, whether it be affection or any other need. Uh, it's really important to be able to provide for each other of the needs that your partner has. Um, that being said, um, it's also important to understand that you can't change who your partner is. Um, you know, so again, if we look at, you know, why is your partner not affectionate? Well, if they have been raised in a home where affection was never shown and they're very mm-hmm. uncomfortable doing it, though they might be able to do it a little bit or learn to do express themselves in that manner a little bit, it, they're probably not going to do a 180. Um, because it's really out of their comfort zone. And, you know, again, I, I think that what's important is how do you let your mate know that this is something you need? And I think it's really important that it not be put on them as there's something wrong with you or, you know, um, you're not doing it well enough or good enough. But if you say this is my need, and, you know, this is something that I, I'd like or, you know, when we hug or when we hold hands, it just feels so good to me. You've got a much better chance of the person trying to meet your needs. Yeah. So if you are the person who uh, wants more affection or you, you feel that your spouse is not being affectionate toward you, um, if you uh, begin to display affection toward them, you, you, I'm, I'm guessing then that you shouldn't just expect them to reciprocate because that may not be who they are. Well, yes and no. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, I think you're right that if the person really, really, really is uncomfortable with it um, and hasn't been raised that way, they might not. However, I very much believe in the concept, you know, this is my trademark kind of phrase, action, reaction. Yeah. I think that one of the best ways to do it, especially for guys, because guys don't like to talk about things. They like action. So if um, the gal is feeling that I don't get enough affection, if she, and I'm not saying that she should jump his bones, but if she, you know, maybe just holds his hand or does a little affection, there's a real good chance that if she initiates it, that he's going to do it back. Because generally when um, somebody makes a gesture or extends themselves in some way, it's likely that the other person will reciprocate. Yeah. And, and by the way, doing that, if you take that first step, uh, a lot of people might think that that's cheating uh, because you had to initiate the, the action. Uh, but if it's the affection that you care about, does it matter if, if in this example, the wife is the one that starts holding the hands and she's the one that's feeling that the husband's being unaffectionate. Uh, does it matter if she initiates it, if he reciprocates? 
No, not at all. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't call that cheating. I, I What I hear from a lot of the couples that I work with, the woman says, oh, why do I have to be the one that initiates all the time? And my answer is twofold. Number one, it really is empowering because you know then that you really have the power to switch things around. Mm -hmm. And number two, what is the difference whether you initiate if in the end you're getting the results that you want? So, um, you know, I really don't accept that argument when, when a woman says that to me. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and and in in return, like the husband may feel that she is affectionate, so he doesn't need to to do those gestures because he already feels it in some way. And I think uh, part of this conversation uh, has to steer toward recognizing what people do or say as being affectionate, even though you may or may not uh, interpret it that way. Right, right, absolutely. And what I often suggest to women is that, you know, women a lot of times, like they have, let's say, an expectation in their head. I want him to come home, hug me, kiss me, you know, whatever. And, you know, unless they have the whole enchilada, they're not going to be happy. Uh -huh. And what I recommend is if even if there's a teeny tiny little behavior that is along the path of what you want, you make a big deal about it or you recognize it or you acknowledge it because then the likelihood is that the guy is going to say, oh, this was nice. You know, I, I made her happy. And that's pretty much what guys want to do. They want to make their women happy. And so, you know, they're going to do more of it. And then you reinforce or you, you know, compliment again, boy, this was really nice. It made me feel really good when you did this. And that's how you build it up. And you don't have to have a sit down and say, oh, we need to talk about this because guys hate that anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's funny because we're, we're taking this topic off of um, one of the popular search terms. But uh, you just brought up something. One of our – and it's, uh, it's an article that we've had up for years now. But one of the most popular articles we've ever published was How to Keep Your Wife Happy. And the headline, something along those lines. And it, and it is a testament to how much guys do care and how much they really do want to keep their wives happy, that it is always in our top 10 of most popular content. So yeah, and, and women don't believe that, but that is true. That's what a guy really wants. The problem is that for most guys, they're really clueless as to what it is they have to do to keep women happy. Um, but that's what they really want. And as long as their women are happy, then they feel they're doing a good job. And the worst thing is when they feel that they're not making them happy. Yeah. And this is why I love uh, the Internet. Uh, and, I, and I've said this in the past, but the web allows uh, husbands and wives to basically search for the answers that they wouldn't go elsewhere for. Um, because they may be embarrassed, there may be a stigma attached to it. There may be a hundred other reasons why, but uh, you know, being able to just go onto our website, for example, and just typing in a search to a question and getting an answer to it, and you don't have to feel embarrassed about it, um, I, I think is a really powerful tool that um, couples today should really take advantage of because it just didn't exist 25 years ago. Right. Right. Um, so so um, we talked about action reaction and you kind of hinted at um, part of what the conversation should be, uh, you know, the person who's feeling that they're not getting the affection expressing, you know, I need this or uh, I'm not feeling like I'm getting the affection I need. Uh, how, how should that 
uh, in more specifics, how should that conversation go down if you feel that your spouse is being unaffectionate? Well, you know, my general formula is always to start by taking the other person off the hook. And the reason that you're doing that is because once somebody feels that they're being attacked or blamed, it's the most normal thing in the world to put your defenses up. So if you start by saying, you know, you don't do this or you haven't been paying attention to me or whatever else it is, then, you know, that's going to go nowhere quick. So if you start out by saying, you know, I want you to know this is not because you're doing anything wrong or I want you to know that I realize you've been really, really busy lately and that, you know, it, it, you're just so involved in your work and you just that's getting personal off the hook. And then you say, you know, but that having been said. It seems like our relationship, you know, sort of has taken a hit or that, you know, I've been a little bit, you know, wanting to be more, um, you know, close to you recently or, you know, I, you know, I have a need that, you know, maybe I haven't shared with you. I would really love for us to have a little bit more affection. It just feels so good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you objectively explain what it is that you want and you know, then you express what it would mean to you. And, and then and then do you have to then provide examples of, you know, every once in a while holding my hand in public or give me a kiss when you get home from work? Do, do you need to add those things on the end to, to be literal about what those yeah, might, points are? You might. Um, you know, I guess it depends on the people. Um, some people will get it right away. Some people might need concrete examples. So, Um, you know, some people might get annoyed by that and say, what do you think? I'm an idiot. I don't need, you know, whatever. So, you know, I think that'll be left to you couple. Uh, but I think your point is a good one, Steve, that for some people you might have to say, you know, I, you know, when we're sitting in the movies, if you would take my hand, that would mean the world to me. Or if you'd give me a kiss when you come home from work, that would really make me happy. You know, you could also, uh, just drop hints when they actually do express affection that you like. So when you are in the movies and they grab your hand or something, you mu- you could just whisper to them, you know, I really love it when you do yeah. this. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. getting back to the original point when we're talking about guys, for example, they love to m- make their wives happy. And, you know, trust me, they will register that in their brain like, ooh, this yeah. makes them happy. I will rem- remind myself to do this again in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I brought this up at the beginning that this is a long-term type uh, commitment marriages. Um, and so uh, expressing affection isn't just like a one-time thing. So how can, uh, do you have any tips on how couples can build um, affection into their relationships for when, as they move forward? Well, just the way I would suggest anything else with a couple, which is to be mindful of your relationship, um, to remember that it's the little things that really make big differences. Um, you know, life gets in the way. That's basically what happens to couples and that's where they get into trouble. So, you know, you know that one of my favorite activities is just sort of keep checking in with each other and, you know, how are we doing? What, what have we been doing that we like? What could use improvement? Um, so just to, you know, sort of stay on top of things, um, to make sure that it doesn't go too far off track. And then, you know, you start getting resentful and upset and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Steve, there's actually been research that says that a couple who hugs each other four times a day um, does really, really well with each other. 
and here are the four times when you wake up. I'm, the, I'm not that these have to be the four times, but yeah. an easy tip for four times. When you wake up in the morning, when you go to sleep at night, when you leave each other during the day, and when you come back from having left each other. Easy. So they, yeah, that's the easy four. Uh, and you know, and you you advocate all the time as well about uh, re- the regular check-ins. And I think one of the things that's important about doing regular check-ins is that uh, when issue, you know, when you when if if it's part of the schedule, if it's part of the routine, raising issues isn't a big deal because it's that's what the time is for. But if you only talk when things are are bad or when you have these big issues, it's going to be a lot harder to break through. Um, and get that conversation going because right. all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we're going to have a, we're going to have a sit down, huh? This is going to be rough. Right. And that's why I always say, start your sit down with what have we been doing that we like, you know, let's be positive about it. a lot of times when my couples come in, you know, for the private sessions, I will say to them, okay, tell me what you did this week that worked, that was working well, because the other part of it is that the more that you focus on positive things, the more your brain is going to see positive things and that that grows, you know, that that will just get more enhanced in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And does that translate to the, to your partner as well? Oh, absolutely. And not only that, but when you feel good, there's actual, again, research that shows that your brain and your heart actually can read each other's, um, you know, your partner's brain and heart. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling good and you're having pleasant thoughts, your partner will respond to that. You don't have to talk. So that's being picked up energetically. It's, it's pretty amazing the way our bodies are able to sync with each other. There was a, there was a study I read a few years back um, where they studied couples uh, and their sleep patterns and sleep habits and uh, one of the things that they noticed is uh, happy, close couples, their heartbeats would actually sync up uh, mm-hmm. during their, their sleep cycles, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, since this is a G-rated podcast, I won't tell you what happens in the middle of the night for my husband and I. <laughs> as far as bathroom, let's just say we keep meeting in the middle of the night when we uh, gotcha. Up. other cycles uh uh, sync as well i get it (laughs) well okay so uh we got um having conversations action um spurs reaction um and uh regular regular sit downs um did i mention the four four hugs per day uh any anything else that I, i big bullet points i missed on this one no, I think you got them. Okay. 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 So take those, write them down. Um, come home after you listen to this great podcast today and tell your spouse you love them and uh, leave us a little note uh, on our uh, podcast page on iTunes to let everybody know how, how much this episode has helped you. So uh, thank you so much for your time, Karen, and all the wonderful information you always bring to the table. My pleasure, like always, Steve. Uh, So before you guys go, I want to remind you, Dr. Karen Sherman is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, Being Mindful, one of the tips of today, Uh, is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. 
uh, has also put together a recent program called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can get uh, some free information, a free CD, if you go to the website from fighttoforeplay.com, and that is all spelled out. Uh, you can also get more information at her main uh, homepage, drkarensherman.com. Uh, Karen is on Twitter at Dr. Karen Sherman. Uh, I am on Twitter at Hitch Media. Um, I realize it is the uh, the corporate account, quote unquote, uh, but it is me. Um, I am the one that oversees it. Uh, so if you have any questions, if you need anything, uh, feel free to, to send me a message. I promise you, I read everything. I may not respond to everything, but I read everything. Um, we are also on Facebook, Google+, Tumblr, Pinterest. Uh, we're all over the place. Uh, and I just want to thank you guys once again for listening. And until next time. Thanks one last time, Karen. Thank you, Steve. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, everybody. Clear up.